Welcome to The Creative Suite, a podcast about the drive to succeed by charting your own course. We're two creative leaders, business partners, and friends who have a lot to share about starting and growing a business. We're saying no to the grind and the status quo, and yes to building businesses and lives that we love. I'm Nicole. I'm president of my strategic design and digital marketing company, BBN Agency. And I'm Lauren. I'm president of my PR and marketing firm, Quidar PR. Together, we are co-hosts of the Creative Suite podcast, as well as collaborative partners at the Fort Worth Creative Suite. We like to say we are two agencies, one roof, unlimited possibilities, offering full service branding, marketing, and public relations. Welcome back, everyone. Yes, it's been a minute. So <laughs> let's just call this season two, shall we? Yes. We're here. <laughs> we're here and we're excited to share a great interview with you. But before we get into this week's conversation, let's take a moment to share what's new. Any big lessons since we last talked? Any wins or not yet wins? What are you loving right now? Yeah, wow. It's been a minute since we uh, did this little routine. Um, we, we took um, a longer break than I thought we would. But you know what? That's that's showbiz baby. That's that's business. We have a lot on our plates, so it's okay. I'm I'm just I'm just glad to be here. I'm glad to be back here with you, and I'm pumped to share today's episode with our listeners. Um, so all that said, um, yeah, what's what's new with me? Well, a lot's happened since we were last in your earbuds. Um, but let's just go ahead and start fresh and get pumped for 2022. Right now, I think the biggest thing. I'm loving right now is the next phase of business that I'm in and, and that Nicole's in too, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm putting a lot of thought into processes for scalability and thoughtful growth, and I've got some revenue and life goals I'm working towards. So that's exciting. Just having little post-it notes on my, my monitor of things every single day that they're in front of me. and like, this is what I'm working toward. Um, yeah. and so, so that's fun. Um, and we're doing some of this together, so which yeah. we will get to share in a future episode. We're I not, know. Not quite there yet. To not quite. <laughs> be able to talk about it, but. Yeah, got to keep that behind the curtain. Um, and, you, you know, I think usually I start the year just busting through the door like the Kool-Aid man. Um, but mm-hmm. with the past few years, I'm kind of peeking around the curtain, not making any sudden movements. Like, so it feels kind of weird to be moving what feels like maybe slowly, but it also feel good, feels good to, you know, take things in a manageable bite at a time. Um, but yeah, we can't wait to share more about that later. Um, also, just got to put a plug in for this. Uh, I've started going to therapy again. Good for you. I'm probably not going to be far behind you. <laughs> well, I just, I can't overemphasize how important it is to make sure you're taking care of your mental health. I mean, we, we hear that it's in every meme, I feel like on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but I just, it, it was just something that was on both my mind and my husband's mind and just making sure that we're taking care of ourselves as well as the thing that's most important, honestly, is, is our relationship. Um, and so you know, just making sure you take care of yourself. And we're, we're in year three, which is bananas of this, I know this dang global situation. Um, and you know, we just, we need to be looking out for our mental, emotional, physical, spiritual health. So I, you know, I just, if you're on the fence, if you're overwhelmed, like I was about even finding a a new therapist or or, or for for the first time, just, if you need a sign, this is it. Um, I mean, how about you, Nicole, your, your fall was straight bananas, which we'll come back to in a future episode, but, but how's 2022 shaping up for you? 
yeah, 2021, like you said, was it was it was bananas, crazy, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> I'm still processing that, and so yeah, we'll talk about that, you know, to, uh, in a future episode. But yeah, no, 2021 ended up busy on the professional front, and I'd like feel like I've dove headfirst into busyness in 2022, and mm-hmm. you know, it's off to a roaring start. So um, normally, I like to take my end of the year, like time off. So I take off the, the last two years or two, two years, two weeks. <laughs> uh, I wish um, got the sabbatical <laughs> yeah. um, two weeks in between Christmas Eve and new year's. And then like the kind of days in, before and after and stuff, and just really just decompress from the whole year, you know, recharge mm-hmm. process, everything, figure out what, you know, my move is going into 2022 and this time I didn't do as much planning as I would have liked. I really just rested. Yeah. <laughs> kind of weird for me. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't do that well. And yeah. so I did, I felt like going into 2022, I didn't, I didn't plan and it's weird. And I, I don't know, I, I don't really do a lot of resolutions like some people do, but I do mm-hmm. like, but you know, a few things out there, like last year, it was something simple. Like I'm going to read more. Um, mm-hmm. I'd, done so poorly at reading the last, you know, few years. And so this year, um, I've been thinking about it in the first few weeks of the new year. And I'm like, you know, one thing I'm going to commit to, and it is mental health related is I'm going to take away time from the office, mm-hmm. at least our physical space. Um, yeah. we're, I'm, we're super blessed. We have a place to come to. Um, but I'm finding that if I just, if I change up my routine occasionally, whether it's getting out of here, going to a coffee shop, um, you know, having a cocktail somewhere with my laptop, like it, I'm just, it stimulates me creatively, Mm -hmm. you know, productivity standpoint. And so, um, last week I went to Austin to visit a friend slash client. I stayed in a cool hotel, you know, co-worked in a cute restaurant in, Um, you know, it reminded me of our retreats, Mm -hmm. um, talked about in past episodes and it just, I I came back after two days and I was like, you know, I had fun and I got a lot of work done, which is always important. And so I think I'm going to take like 2022 is going to be the year I take myself on little retreats in my city and out of it. Well, you know, I love that. I just would like a heads up. So I'm not sitting here lonely by myself. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them we can do together. Yes. (laughs) um, Yeah. I found by the end of last year, like, I was like, I just was like crawling the walls some days. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need Mm -hmm. to get out of the office. And so I'm going to try and integrate that. And I think it's going to, it's going to help immensely. It's, it's really wild how, if you can break from your physical routine and work someplace else, how much more focused you are. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like if you're in your normal routine, you're just surrounded by white noise where, you know, there's clutter or yeah. you succumb to some habits like extra brain breaks or something like that, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. scrolling brain breaks that you don't necessarily need to take <laughs> speaking for myself, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I try, I've tried time blocking and I still do that a little bit, but like, I think this is one solution that mm-hmm. has been more helpful than most. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know it was funny because well, you were out in it last week and then I was bouncing around a bit a little bit and I don't, I, I don't mind being at our office by myself. Sometimes I actually 
think it's kind of fun. Um, I mean, I always prefer you to be here, but sometimes there's something to relish in the the quiet and solitude. Yeah. But other times <laughs> I am really lonely. <laughs> and so I, I work someplace else for a little bit last week too. And you know, you and I were on simultaneous calls and things like that. And were you drinking a mimosa during one of them? <laughs> I was because I was <laughs> I was checking out of my hotel and I had to go sit somewhere until I got through two phone calls and then I could go on to my next destination. And I was like, the, it was a coffee and cocktail mm-hmm. lounge in my mm-hmm. hotel. And I was like, I had already had coffee. <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay, <laughs> I'm, with that. I'm at that point. It's like mid morning. Am I going to have more caffeine or am I going to try something else? And I was like, you know what? A mimosa sounds great. You know, I'm on quote unquote, like a retreat with myself. I'm still getting work done. Yeah. The most in my system. Well, I um, didn't, I, I saved it for today to call you out on it, but I totally clocked it. And I thought, <laughs> good, good for her. Good for, I'm, I'm, you know, good for you, Nicole. You sip that mimosa when we have this potentially life-changing conversation. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm I mean, teasing I, you. I'm teasing you. <laughs> I was only like two drinks, two like sips, and not <laughs> drinks, sips by the time we had the conversation. Um, <laughs> So uh, ladies and gentlemen, Nicole is a notoriously slow drinker. So it probably would have taken a whole day to drink that mimosa. <laughs> it, took, it took me a full hour. <laughs> I'm yeah, no, that's one thing. Um can't say that I'm an alcoholic or anything like that. I would just I would be too no. slow. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> no, but I thought, you know what? That's awesome. She's getting stuff done. We're having this conversation she's working but she's in a different place that looked like you're in a really cool spot mm-hmm. um and just you know treating herself to a little relaxing thursday mid-morning yeah. cocktail and i thought actually it was noon by that point you were totally fine yeah it was our call was at noon so <laughs> I'm, I'm abiding by all said laws rules whatever <laughs> yeah no, whatever um you were not in sitting in your office just like knocking them back um <laughs> to each their own but anyway um no, I, I think that's awesome. And I, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. I mean, we, we were sort of in a cadence of taking some time away and getting some stuff done. And, you know, hopefully some of the changes that we're about to make to our respective businesses will allow us a little more freedom to work um, on our business some more. I know that you and I both are, I always get confused in and on, <laughs> on our business. <laughs> yeah. The point is I've been working a lot in the business. And we've been in it in the weeds. I've been in it um, for five years now. And I've I'm like, it's sad. Like I was thinking about it. I was like, I, you know, like you're a business owner, you don't have P, quote unquote PTO, you know, you mm-hmm. don't have these things. And I'm like, why am I still afraid to take some time if I need yeah. it? You know, yeah. it's like why I waited till the end of I took one week in the summer and mm-hmm. I took the two weeks at the end of the year. And I was like, that's, I feel like I'm still in that mindset of being in a regular nine to five and I don't right. have to be. So I'm yes, I'm 2022 is year. I'm making a real conscious effort to, you know, take some time for myself. Mm-hmm. And again, that can be, it can be a working trip it could, and it, it's okay to just go relax somewhere yeah. and, you know, pull myself back together. Well, yeah. I mean, so hard. I mean, everybody does something creative, no matter what you do. And if you are just totally wiped out where, you know, you have to, you have to rest and, and yeah. it can't just be in those, you know, two times a year, it is something that you have to constantly checking in with yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, where, where are your creative creativity levels and all that. And so, well, I can't, I can't wait to talk about that more. Um, I think 
probably needs to be a theme for sure. And, and remind people that they have the permission that, you know, if you own your own business or your side hustle, whatever, that, that is one way that you pay yourself by making sure that you're taking care of your, of your creativity stores and, and rest and all that. So we'll put a, we'll put a pin in that for now so we can get on to today's great conversation. Um, so everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for coming back. And now we get to move on to our interview with Adrian Martinez and Jocelyn Tatum of Fort Worth One to Know Magazine. Today, we have a very special treat. Two fantastic guests representing Fort Worth's newest publication, One to Know Magazine. Congratulations and welcome, Adrian Martinez, founder and owner of the magazine, and Jocelyn Tatum, executive editor. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> Thank you all uh, so much for being here today. We can't wait to learn more about the magazine and about each of you. Um, to get us started, Adrian, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and where the inspiration for One to Know came from? Yes. So I was born and raised here in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, I went away to college with the dream of actually starting my own publication, but I really had no idea what degree I needed to do something like that. I just mm -hmm. knew I loved being creative and designing and wanted something in that career field. Um, so I was kind of all over the place. <laughs> I went mm -hmm. from trying to major in engineering to architecture, um, mm -hmm. which both of those were fails, but <laughs> <laughs> I tried it mm -hmm. and um, it led me to communication design. Mm -hmm. And if it weren't for me, I guess, just trying to pursue and find out what it is, what it takes to be a graphic designer, which I didn't even know that was a term at that time. Um, I think I would have settled for being a major in math because that's what my mom was like, you're really good at math. If you have to fall back on something like <laughs> do that, and I'm like, no, I want to be creative. I want to do something in the arts, but I just don't know what it is. Um, and I stumbled across this graphic design program ironically at UNT actually. Mm -hmm. um, so when I went there, I fell in love with the degree and it was just kind of like, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. This is what, you know, what um, I have been dreaming of all along and went right into the program, but it was going to take me like an extra year or two to graduate because of how their program starts and you have to start with these basics and so fast mm -hmm. forward I was like I don't want to spend another year in college I've already done two like I need to get back on track um I found the exact same program at Texas State in San Marcos mm -hmm. um and so I went there and was able to get that degree and within that school like it was just there was a book design class that I had to take and do like designing layouts and actually putting a book together from start to finish even the binding and everything mm. I, I just fell in love with the whole process and what it took and paper and all of that and print um so that really I guess pursued my passion to really want to do a magazine and be just a designer not necessarily own my own magazine but Mm -hmm. just be a part of that industry 
Um, and I found my way back home eventually to Fort Worth. But before then, I landed my first internship with a publication in Austin. And I just knew like, this is where I'm supposed to be. I loved how you get to collaborate with other people and put together this beautiful piece that is going to touch all of these different people that you'll never get to see and meet, but you get to, you know, visually design this magazine that, I don't know, catches their eye. And it's not just about reading, it's about what they see too, because we're all, mm -hmm. we're all visual people. So it's like, you see it, then they want to read it. Um, okay. And yeah, so from then I actually got my first job with a woman's publication in Austin. And that's where the whole idea of bringing that to Fort Worth kind of started for me. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, really gaining that experience, learning what it took to make a magazine from beginning to end um, and making sure like I understood every little detail as much as I could and learned as much as possible uh, because I really, I love the idea of having this woman's publication within a city and I, I had never seen anything like that before mm -hmm. and just where it was specifically geared toward your city. And I thought that was such an interesting way to, um, I guess, share with others, like what you would never get to meet these women, you know, if, if you weren't picking up and reading this magazine or part of their organization or just within their inner circle or something like that. And, but for me bringing it to Fort Worth, I wanted it to be more than just a woman's publication. And I wanted to find, you know, the stories that don't necessarily get that chance to be heard or, you know, finding the women that don't necessarily have that chance to be seen and heard as well, because there's, there's always, I guess, a, a group, like we always see the same people over and over yeah. being told and it's like okay we you know not that they're not doing great things they're doing fabulous things and they're paving the way for you know other women um after them but there's so many other females within Fort Worth that are doing incredible things and not only that but just have amazing stories to share with others that will you know they they could just be as simple and we're not even looking for like the CEO or anything like that. If they are, they are, but it could just be, you know, they just own this little small shop or they're um, a restaurant, a bartender or whatever it may be, but it's like hearing their journey and their story of how they became who they are today and those obstacles that they had to overcome. Like those are the stories that I hope our magazine can tell and we can find and hoping that it can be relatable to the women that pick up and read our magazine. Mm -hmm. I love it. And so are you, are you the one doing all the design too? Yes. Okay. So, okay. Um, the designer. Yeah. So here's, and a joke, I, here's a joke with that. She's like the circulations <laughs> major, the marketing director, <laughs> the designer, the art director. 
the yes <laughs> the chief water bottle filler <laughs> publisher I can sympathize that. It, I mean, that is a hard job. My first job out of college was in publication design. And so I had to do the entire publication plus any ads and stuff that came in. So like I was listening to your story and I'm like, oh my God, there's some parallels between my journey and yours. So we might need to have a little cocktail after yeah. <laughs> or something. I'm like, oh my gosh, but <laughs> I did not stay in publication. So I commend you because that is not an easy job. It's a it's a fast and furious, like getting things out to print, um, world. So, right. Yeah. That production schedule. Is, yeah. Like now. Yeah. It's like better day. <laughs> but I have like one week where it was like crickets and quiet. And then like a three week cycle of just like mad dashing, putting everything together. And <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm having like flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> But it was so much fun for me. Like I loved being able, and not only that, just, um, I guess trying different fields. Like I did, I was the ad designer, you know, had to do like the stuff that the other designers didn't want to do or the Mm -hmm. simple pages that it was the same layout all the time, but they needed it to get done. So it was just, you know, gaining that experience was exciting for me and just being able to be a part of it. But it was like, how can I get to that next level and where, how Mm -hmm. can I finally get to the point where one day I can have my own publication and, you know, mm-hmm. do my own designs, put my own creativity in it because they already had their ways and you try to like pitch your ideas and most of the time they get shot down and it's like, but I have oh. great ideas. Like I want to show everyone that I can put this magazine out there and I can create something <laughs> meaningful and special. Yeah. So. Well, and it looks great too. And it's, it's a, I love the concept, Adrian, and I, I really hope readers here and in a way, you know, are, uh, will support you in this mission. Uh, it's really exciting. Um, so, so Jocelyn, you and I have the pleasure of knowing each other outside of this podcast, but for everyone who hasn't planned a baby shower with you, will you please <laughs> tell us about yourself and why did you say yes to being the executive editor? Um, it was a slow yes, <laughs> it was not because of the magazine by any means. Um, so my, my background, a little bit about my background is I, um, let's see, I have 15 years experience as a journalist. I had my, my undergrads in philosophy, but I was going to go to law school and switched over to um, journalism. I got a master's in that, never to teach. That's what most people get master's in is to teach it, but um, just to get some hands-on experience in it. Um, and then started reporting right away. Started working in daily newspapers and then um, moved back to Fort Worth and I needed a job teaching and this was in 2009 when the economy 2008 not not a job teaching but a job in journalism and I was like maybe I'll just teach college for like a semester just to fill that resume gap and then uh, 12 years later I'm just I just resigned a few weeks ago so I have one week left of 12 years of teaching Um, but um, yeah and I've been a freelance magazine writer I've written for all over Um, Wall Street Journal reached out to me once to do a little piece for them and so, but when, so when um, Adrian reached out to me, um, I think Sonia, our friend, our mutual friend, Sonia mm-hmm. connected us, mm-hmm. Sonia. I always say Sonia, Sonia. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, and she was like, I don't know, you could try Jocelyn, but she's got this like crazy busy job. She's like a full-time professor and she's got this boy she raises by herself. So, um, and I was, but, and the people have come to me before and said, hey, I really want to start this magazine. Would you be my editor? And I'm like, that's a terrible, the way that not, it sounds bad, but like 
the idea just doesn't work. Like I'm like, that's never going to work. That's, it's so competitive to start a magazine. It's impossible. It's so hard. In graduate school, I randomly took a magazine production class. They made it, they required it. And I was like, I'll never need this. <laughs> um, <laughs> never say never. <laughs> I remember it being like really hard and, you know, and, and with the, but, but when Adrian came to me, I was like, this is a, this is a really beautiful idea. And I was like, she's got, I mean, I love what she, her concept and it, and I think, well, I know that both, I mean, our conversation started, we had these weekly Zoom meetings that would be like two hours long. Mm -hmm. And it was really just like a consulting thing. I was like, I don't have time to really do much, but I can kind of tell you how you could build the editorial side and I can give you some advice. And that was really all I thought it was gonna be. Um, but our views perfectly align, like what our vision is for what makes an, a publication amazing is perfectly aligned. So it turned into this like, okay, yes, I, um, you know, I think it was more like in the su summer, at some point she sent me business cards with my, <laughs> with the on it. Like, yeah, yeah, this is real, this is happening. <laughs> And little things like that just kept like we I reached out to all these amazing writers I've worked with over the years. And I was like, how are we going to convince them to be on board with this? Like Adrian and I believe in this, but like a lot of writers get burned because they don't get paid, maybe. And mm -hmm. um, or they're like, what if the publication's ugly? I don't want my name in that. I don't want my mm -hmm. byline in that. You know, there's all these doubts, but everyone was on board like. Mm -hmm. I mean, our, the, the team that we, anyway, it's all that to say is that's kind of, it was just um, something, my intuition, everything's like, I believe in this. This is a, for a really good cause. It's not for a profit. This is for the readers. And that's, you never really see that, mm. um, which is what I think one of the many things that makes this really different. I don't know if that answered your question or not, but <laughs> it does, it does. <laughs> you answered how you answer it. <laughs> yeah. I can derail. So ladies, um, talk to us a little bit. I know, I think you're a couple of issues in what kinds of stories are you telling and what kinds of stories are you looking forward to telling with the magazine? I think, well, like Adrian said, the type of women that we want to cover, I feel like the first four issues, we're only have two issues out, but really illustrate her vision for that. So, I mean, the, you know, the first issue, the cover was Muriel Guzman and um, Adrian has a cool story. She can share about how she met her, but, you know, that's a well-known woman that does get coverage. But what the mag, what we did differently was we hired a writer that tells a side of story, just is a beautiful storyteller, but she, an amazing writer, but she is able to find that deep angle that no one else can find. Like what is, what has Muriel Guzman been through? Um, as someone who moved here from Mexico when she was 10, she straddles two different worlds. What are her conflicts? What's the, where's the narrative arc like in her life? What did she overcome and what's the resolution? Like that's the kind of depth in that kind of storytelling you don't see in any of the other coverage with Meryl Guzman. So the same thing with, and then you have issue two, we have a principal of a high school that no one knows. And, um, but she's like a mover and shaker in Fort Worth. So like shining the light on her. Issue three is, um, in, and this is some, someone that Adrian found and had the insight to pull her out and me, but she's, you know, a, 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 I, th I think I can share this in advance, right? But I guess it'll be on the newsstands, I think, I mean, um, out before we get, I won't be giving anything away, but she's a Filipino immigrant that grew up in brothels mm -hmm. um, that no one knows at all, but 
found healing through her little bakery and she was on the food network two nights ago. Wow. And so I, but, so yeah, just those, those are the types of stories we love telling and hope to continue to tell and have been telling, but Adrian, if you want to add to that or share anything else. Um, yeah, a hundred percent agree with Jocelyn. Like that's our main concept. Um, as far as the main story we want to try to get across every issue, but also for me, um, it's really important that we find, I guess, topics that get talked about, but then it's like, okay, we, we, we talked about them once, now we're done. And like an example would be mental um, health and mental mm -hmm. awareness, things like that. Cause that was a big deal for me that I um, struggled with anxiety and panic attacks. And that was never a part of my life growing up. I've never had any anxiety issues or panic attack issues until recently. And it was pre-pandemic. Obviously it heightened when the pandemic ha happened, mm -hmm. but um, it was something new to me that I had no idea what I was even going through. Should I even like, who do I even talk to about this? Is it me? Am I okay? Like, what am I doing wrong to have these things happening to me right now in this um, time in my life mm -hmm. where I felt like everything was going fine? I wasn't stressed. I had a job. I had two beautiful children, a wonderful husband, mm -hmm. but yet these feelings were, you know, coming up all of a sudden. And it was just so hard for me to comprehend like what was happening and I am the type that I need to know like I have to have the answer I need the solution <laughs> I need to like fix this problem right away um but learning about it and you know that there are so many other people out there struggling with this issue and yes it gets talked about but again it's like it gets talked about and then okay let's move on to the next topic until something drastic happens in the world then we got to bring up this issue again so if we can find these topics and find different ways to keep that story going or keep that conversation going um to make them more normal and more okay and make other women feel like okay i can be a part of that conversation and and it's and it is okay for me to feel this way, or it is okay for me to be going through these issues right now. And it's, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. And, you know, I can bring up a conversation with my girlfriends the next time I see her. Um, then that, those are kind of other stories that I hope we can get across and tell. I love that. And I love what you said about just, you know, it's not just the the major global event drawing attention to an issue it's it's these things need constant care and attention i think that's wonderful and and i have to take a moment to thank you for your second issue because you spotlighted one of my very favorite people miss tamara albury um oh. i i am the um board chair for the foundation that supports the Young Women's Leadership Academy of Fort Worth. And so um, Nicole and I have actually both been supporting the foundation for a, a while and it's, so the school is very near and dear to my heart. So I was very thrilled to see her face. <laughs> uh, that's so awesome. Yeah. And honestly, like Jocelyn and I were having a meeting with her for our first one to watch um, in issue one. And it was like a younger woman that yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's younger women that we profile um, within each issue. Mm -hmm. And so we were just having 
tea and coffee with her and she just kept talking and telling us about like her story and her journey and how she became the, a teacher to a principal mm -hmm. and after that meeting we both looked at each other we're like okay she has to be yeah. our next like one to know woman like this is exactly who we're looking for and it, it just randomly you know I just love how it just happened that way like we weren't out searching for her interviewing mm -hmm. her per se but it we wound up you know loving what she had to say and wanted yeah. to share her story and she was willing to do so so that was exciting there's well, a I, lot of like kismet stuff that goes on with the magazine <laughs> yeah like, sure like i keep telling i kind of get woo woo when i tell adrian i'm like i don't kind of a hippie at heart but i'm like you know the universe loves us <laughs> all these green lights you know we are here for the loo. We're all about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, you know, it's just there's like green lights, the miracles happening all the time around this yes. magazine. That's and I'm like, the universe wants us to be here to serve it in some yes. way. <laughs> well, thank you from me for giving the school its spotlight. It really deserves it. So thank you. <laughs> so let's look a little bit ahead a few years from now, what does success look like for you guys with respect to the magazine? I'll let Adrian start that one. Yeah, success for me, I would say, if I could sum it up, it would be that when the women of Fort Worth hear the words one to know, they automatically associate it with women empowerment, diversity, and something that's relatable to them that they could fall back on and pick up and read whenever and that's I love that about our magazine is we we don't try to find topics that are you know happening in the moment but it's we want it to be able like if you pick up our magazine a year from now or the issue one it the topics and the stories that we cover are still just as relevant as they were the previous year. And um, I also hope that we are financially at a point where we can give back to so many great young women's organizations um, because my ultimate goal would be to start our own scholarship fund mm. for our young one to watch and that was kind of the main reason why I wanted to have that in the magazine to begin with because I just saw it as an opportunity for us to give back in some way to these young girls that I don't, maybe wouldn't pick up a magazine nowadays because <laughs> digital and Instagram and social media but to have their to see their picture and their story be told I think that's pretty cool like I would have loved to have someone write about me way back when but I don't know if I had anything <laughs> yeah. happening at that time there's so many young girls these days that are just doing like incredible things mm. at such young ages whether they're starting their own business or um like philanthropy work it's just it's crazy and mm. I love seeing that and I hope we can keep that going and be a part of that passion and that movement and inspiring them to keep doing what they're doing so yeah. cool what about you jocelyn yeah i mean to add to that um just to really to be in the hands of thousands of women all over fort worth and then to have stands like newsstands everywhere i would love to see that in the near future mostly because i feel like the stories 
And you know, there's a wellness section, which is mostly mental health. And that's told through personal essays, which I think is more effective than just reporting on data unnecessary, you know, that. But um, but I love that just I feel like good stories told well make us help us feel less alone in our own stuff. So that's why I like to see them in the hands of so many women so they can kind of connect and then also get to know women in a different way in their community. And maybe um, also one thing Adrian and I've talked about is to grow a powerful community of support for women, you know, through the magazine. Um, so what that could look like is some events, some networking events. Um, and one of the things that we're gonna do is I'm gonna volunteer and Girls Inc has already, um, we've talked to them about this. And then I actually, uh, talked to someone at Hope Barnes the other day about doing some volunteer work, teaching um, some vocational skills, some just basic writing, mm -hmm. journalism, reporting skills to some of the young women in those organizations. And then for Hope Farms, that would be men. Yep. Um, and their moms. And their moms, right. Yes, thank <laughs> you. And so, um, but yeah, just to be able to, and that's one of the reasons why I've quit my teaching job. Um, so I can really move into that more full-time and one event I think like we've daydreamed about that I'm sure will come true because all of our daydreams so far have is to have a panel discussion of um, all of the cover when this is Adrian's idea. I've got to always oh, make sure I <laughs> clarify that. I'm not going to take credit for something that's not mine, but have a panel discussion of all of the um, cover women from the six mm -hmm. issues of the year and then have um, all these, you know, just invite women from the community to come and, and hear them speak and so yeah, things like that, just kind of watching it grow and um, to be able to support our team and continue to doing that financially. And just, it's done a lot of beautiful work for the women working with the magazine too. It's mm -hmm. impacted so many people. I just like to see that the multiply, I guess. Well, and it's been so well done. I mean, um, you mentioned financially, has it been a challenge to start this from a financial perspective? I mean, did you... Do you care to share things about that? No, yes, um, absolutely. It's been hard. <laughs> and I knew it wasn't going to be easy. Um, and for me, it was choosing to have a printed version rather than a digital version. Um, because mm -hmm. yes, I could have saved a ton up front just putting it, putting it online. Mm -hmm. However, I just felt you have to like you wouldn't get the same I guess experience scrolling through or flipping through it online whereas mm -hmm. like being in front of women and showing them and talking to them about the magazine and having them hold it and flip through it and looking at it um it's a whole different experience so financially yeah starting it was it's hard and because you're trying to also build that subscription base and the following and the readership um which I knew it would take time, but it's, I mean, we've gotten a pretty good response to when, like when we go to pop-up events, mm -hmm. it's like, it's just so impactful because women see it and they're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is beautiful. Like, this is great. This is, mm -hmm. I never knew that. I didn't even know this magazine existed here and which, you know, we can only rely on social media to help us yeah. grow our business. Right. It's like when you can get out there in the community, especially if what you're putting out there is for the community, mm -hmm. then that is what you know we're hoping will help us build our brand and get our name out there even more. 
Jocelyn, do you have a coworker with you there? <laughs> she doesn't, she only does this when I'm on Zoom. <laughs> well, she's very cute, so she's, she knows it. <laughs> Jocelyn is a, is, a, is a golden retriever. <laughs> yes, yeah, I love, love goldens. I've always wanted one and my ex-husband wouldn't ever let me get one and my parents would never let me get one, so. Now that I'm single, this is <laughs> my partner. What is her name? Tina. Tina. Tina is. Yeah, my son named her. Um, actually, beautiful. after me, that was my nickname in college. Oh. <laughs> I never knew that. Um, oh. you, <laughs> um, you mentioned it uh, um, a little bit at the top, Adrian, but I mean, is there anything else out there like one to know? Uh, within our city, no. Within other cities, I, I mean, there are other woman-focused publications, but I feel like what we're doing is so different. Like, we're not mm -hmm. trying to be a fashion magazine. We're not trying to give you tips on, you know, how to have a perfect date. It's like we're trying <laughs> to be, you know, find those topics that are worth talking about and also, you know, supporting the women within our community, whether it's from in the fine arts um, area or they've started their own business um, or the philanthropy, you know, that they're supporting women through the work that they do. Uh, I just, I feel like we, we're kind of, I don't know, we're, we're like our own little woman's publication that kind of we're taking some ideas from other publications, but we're putting our twist on it and our take um, to separate us from that, especially with our cover. Like our covers is what like I'm most excited about because I had always envisioned having um, our cover be artistic, whether it's a painting or a drawing or a sculpture or whatever it may be that depicts these women uh, because you always see you know, the women, they're blown up and they're in front of this beautiful backdrop <laughs> and they're posing, which they probably never look that way or wear mm -hmm. that outfit ever in their life. But they're put in that because that's what, you know, the magazine wants the readers to see and what they think they'll, you know, pick up. But these are everyday women that we're featuring. These aren't, you know, supermodels or wanting to be in front of the camera most of the time. Like, I don't like taking pictures either. So to, <laughs> to like be told like, okay, pose this way, hold your head this way or chin up, move this. And I just, I wanted it to be like, how else could we visually tell their story without having to blow up their face, you know, on the mm -hmm. full cover. And for me, that was, well, we have so many wonderful artists within Fort Worth. And why not use their talents and have them read the story beforehand? And it's through their eyes visually, you know, is how they kind of create our covers. And so mm -hmm. it's not even us giving them direction. It's not even, you know, it's not Jocelyn or myself saying, we want you to draw this or we want our cover to look like this. It's you're the artist, you read the story, what did you take from it and how would you visually you know, tell their story on this cover, you know, with using your medium, whether it's watercolor, or like I said, paper art, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, anything that is visually appealing. So and it's it really is nothing like 
I've never seen any other magazine like it. And as someone who obsessively studies magazines for a living, I'm like, I mean, magazines are my world. This is, this is so different. Like Adrian said, the emphasis on art and supporting the arts, um, there's, there's no getting the scoop. So other magazines, a lot of the magazines, especially in Fort Worth, they're looking for a scoop, mm-hmm. um, are trying to tell. So for us, I mean, and that's journalized for like, basically it's not super timely while still relevant. So like it's all evergreen stories. Mm-hmm. And then there's also, um, for me, I, I, I'm kind of, I love, Adrian and I are kind of tomboys. I don't know if that's the right term, but we don't, we're not girly girls. So we don't want any like the fashion, sex and lipstick and dating crap. <laughs> all right, I edited. It's okay. <laughs> Edit crap is the good. That one, that one's okay, right? I don't think- <laughs> You're good. Yeah, please. But, um, yeah. but we just wanted it to be um, where, you know, more intelligent. So there's a little bit of New Yorker stuff going on in there. You'll see like, um, you know, we have illustrations, which are whimsical, We'll have um, personal essays, um, which are still written, you know, in AP style, but there's a more of a personal subjective view on mental health instead of objective reporting. There's fiction in there, which is what we're borrowing. Um, so it's like I'm, we're kind of borrowing from like all these publications that her visually that she loves me editorial wise, mm-hmm. even our masthead pages. I took that from the New York Times that was inspired mm-hmm. from that, which is just pulling some really powerful quotes from major stories and then putting them in on the masthead page, which is, you know, where all the contributors are listed. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, in that sense, it's just like, and then having her idea of having the art artistic interpretation on the cover is just like mm-hmm. mind blowing. And then I just love it. It's like, there's, it's really, there's nothing I've seen like it. And the fact that it's the first and only women's magazine in Fort Worth, but it's the first magazine that really speaks to diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that other magazines, some have openly in Fort Worth said that there's um, one target audience that they're yeah. going. Yeah. So um, I've seen women at pop-up markets, um, black women pick up the magazine and start tearing up mm. saying, finally, someone that's speaking to me. And yeah. so it's just in that sense, it's different from what's out there too. So I heard some other editors in town had their feathers a little ruffled. And then <sighs> I want to be like, don't worry, there's no direct competition. <laughs> so. And, and I'm curious, um, you know, when you're talking about women and you're talking about diversity, will you be addressing um, individuals who are non-binary or trans? It's not something we've talked about, but I mean, yeah. Just curious, yeah, not yeah, trying to put that, you in the hot seat. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, we haven't, that topic hasn't come up, but it's not something that we wouldn't put in our magazine. It's just finding a place where it makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, and that's really, I mean, that's the ultimate goal for the whole magazine and, and our sections that, you know, that we made them to where really anything could live with inside these sections, but it's just where do they best fit? You know, the, what story that we're telling, where should it go and where does it make the most sense? Um, and not just writing something just to write about it, Mm -hmm. you know, it Mm -hmm. has to have some sort of story behind it or there's a reason why and and like when we have our little meetings like we go through each section and it's like okay like for our spotlight the artist for and we try to make sure like we are staying diverse like okay we need to have a different type of woman this time we need to just you know keep it different and not because we want every issue to not look the same or not Mm -hmm. cover the same type of story or business or Mm -hmm. woman or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. um 
so yeah, it, it's not to say that we would never cover anything like that. We just haven't. Had everything it just sounds it's like everything's very intentional. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I was gonna say that I got to see the art from issue two in person. The, the gem on the side of YWA, it was really spectacular. And then a couple of days later, it rained. <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> melted away. It was so sad. <laughs> yes. I know all the girls were so excited and it was really cool to kind of see them out there and they had all these questions. And I think I told Jocelyn this, this is such a cool story for me, um, but they introduced who I was and like why we were out there drawing on the side of their building. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that, you know, we're starting this local publication and I was the owner and my background. And so all the girls were just, they were super nice. They all like, you know, um, said hi and like what you're doing is great. And then they went back to their classroom and one of the little girls came back out and I don't remember her name. I'm horrible with names, first of all. <laughs> uh, but she came to me and she was like, can I take a picture with you? And I was like, absolutely. She's like, I just love that you started your own business. Like, I think it's so cool. And like in that moment, I was like, okay, this is why we're doing this. Like, yeah. I want to be you know, that motivator for these younger girls who may think, oh, that, that can never happen. Or, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna, I don't know, not that they're gonna settle for less, but it's like, if you have a dream, it is possible to reach it. It may be mm -hmm. hard for most, it may come easy for some, but it's not, you know, unattainable. And it's not like it can never happen. So, love it. Very cute. What does your uh, day to day look like for each of you? Um, are you both full time yet? Or I think, um, Jocelyn, you mentioned that you had um, quit teaching. Well, I'm still, I'm in finals week right now. But uh, ah. yeah, no, it's, I think Adrienne's lives are upside down insane. Um, <laughs> both work full time. Other uh, very busy full-time jobs. Mine's mine's in an office, so I have to commute and everything. Both have kids. Well, anyways, I'll speak for myself. Yeah, I have a I have a boy. Take care of a house and dogs by myself. I'm I'm single. I mean, I have a boyfriend, but I'm not like, but I'm not married. <laughs> Helping me with this stuff. Um, and yeah, I have a hundred students, and I'm on top of a full-time faculty professor. I'm the advisor for student publications for the district. And I'm a freelance journalist. And then I edit this magazine and manage it and try and keep all the creatives in line. If you can imagine what it's like hurting, hurting cats, maybe sometimes with the creative, <laughs> um, but no, they're wonderful. But yeah, so my day-to-day -day life is crazy. I wake up at 5.30, meditate, run for an hour or go to yoga. And then, you know, by eight o'clock, I'm out the door and just working, working, and I don't ever stop. But how about you, Adrian? <laughs> With all your hats. Exactly. Yes, exactly the same, except I wish I made more time to, I guess, you know, go for a walk or take breaks or like <laughs> meditate and do things like that. I, I always like, that's the goal, but then we get like, there's just so many things on the list for the day. And especially just starting this new business. It, I don't, I don't want it to see it fail. So it's like, okay, I need to 
make sure I stay organized, make sure I don't get behind on anything, try to balance, you know, the family. I have two kids. Um, but my husband is, I mean, he's so supportive. He's just, if I need him to take the kids out so I can finish <laughs> working on something, he's there. And I don't, I'm like, Jocelyn doesn't have that. So I'm like, how do you do it by yourself? Because <laughs> I, I mean, I, I could hear my, my kids when they're here and I'm on the computer, they're like, mommy, come outside and play with me. Mommy, oh. put your computer off. Mommy, mom. I'm like, just give me five minutes. I promise <laughs> I will stop and I'll make time. But then that's when I call in my husband for backup. <laughs> I'm like, Hey, can you take them to the park? <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> I'll even take my kid to the park. Oh. And my son loves him. He's amazing. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> He's a teacher. He's really good with kids. So I'm like, you oh, love it. Love yeah. It. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's busy. I mean, just mm -hmm. the days and especially, but just the magazine in general and being on a production schedule, you're always working ahead. So I feel like the days just fly by and having another full-time job doesn't, you know, make it easier, <laughs> so, slow it down. Oh man, uh, what will be the tipping point for you to be with one to know full-time? I think eventually, I, I mean, I know Jocelyn is already on that way and I feel like I'm right behind her <laughs> because okay. it's, there's only so much you can, you can take, I guess, without, I don't want to overstress myself mm -hmm. or get burned out on something that I really am passionate about. And so it's trying to find that, I don't know, nice exit mm. <laughs> one to transition to the other and to where I feel okay doing so. Um, and I have the support of my husband in whatever decision I make. So that just takes off so much weight off my shoulder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um and I appreciate that and I'm grateful for that. But yeah, I, I feel like soon because I really want to start focusing. There's like so many things that we want to be a part of or, you know, whether it's different meetings or an organization that has some sort of event and it's like, well, we can't be there because it's during the day and we're both like, have, we're both having to balance like our other job and this job and then kids. So yeah, it's, I don't want to miss out on any opportunity. And so hopefully, eventually. <laughs> well, I'll keep, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you. I hope soon. <laughs> be like totally candid. I think just we need to reach a certain point with subscribers sure. and memberships to financially support us. I crazily took a risk, which answers one of your other questions, I think, um, just to jump without that, that financial support just yet. But um, but you know, I, I'm, I think I fully believe in this, but I think there it's, it's, it will be important to have more subscribers and more, I'm going to start doing some grant writing and, um, mm -hmm. some fundraising, just I think Adrian started a Kickstarter page because it is, you know, because it is a more creative artistic endeavor too. So just really trying to jump into that marketing and get the, get the subscri subscriptions up and just get it out there. Cause when people mm -hmm. see it, they're like, they love it, but it's just a matter of getting it into their hands, I guess. Right, right, right. Well, and I have to ask as the PR person, are you already getting a lot of PR pitches in the usual leases? 
Well, I'm kind of the P I teach PR writing too. So um, I, I wrote our press release. I don't, I don't really know. I've, I've never only written like four in my life. So um, um, I, I don't think we got any bites from that. Adrian. <laughs> oh, well, I meant like, are the PR people like me bugging you yet? <laughs> oh, oh, to represent. Um, Adrian, I don't know. She's the business. She's the businesswoman. Um, I don't know. Well, we've had a few. I mean, nothing major yet, but there have been some asks. But again, I get I get so overwhelmed with everything, and I for like I'm horrible <laughs> being honest, <laughs> horrible at answering emails and just remembering to follow up with people because it's like, okay, I have to prioritize. And not that those aren't important, but for me, it's like getting the magazine out the door right now is important or making sure we go to press on time and doing these photo shoots and making sure we have photography and illustrations. So again, I think once we can both dedicate, you know, full-time commitment to this project, I could see it taking a turn for the better and we'll be able to make more connections and be able to be out there more in the community or or whatever it may be so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm definitely scheming thinking of people <laughs> <laughs> any ideas you have we could use the support <laughs> like, we had one of our illustrators come to us at the beginning and was like so is this like a grassroots thing? Am I like <laughs> illustrating for y'all for free? And we're like, no, no, no. Adrian pays for people. She's really good at it. But you could but appreciate you offering. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah, but I know you will not say no to that if you want to you know, volunteer. Some women, some women do offer a little bit here and there. They're like, I'll do it for free. It's like, cool. Nice. <laughs> Ladies, what's uh, one thing you really want our listeners to know? It could be about the magazine, um, anything. Um, I guess going back to having that support for what we're doing mm -hmm. and it's really, I mean, I, I feel like we are relying a lot on the community to back us in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, because I don't, and I know advertising is where it's at and where you make the money and, you know, where you financially to support and things like that. But I think if we have this, if women can just see our publication and see what we have to offer, then we won't have to rely on, you know, putting an ad on every other page because mm -hmm. then we, I don't want to lose the content that we have to share with everyone mm -hmm. and that's kind of where we started um and I hope we can continue that way and just have a few like I, I want us to be able to support those small businesses that are just starting and need somewhere to advertise and you know they can't afford other publications that charge more than what's in their budget at the time mm -hmm. but I think if we can just get our name out there and have that support from men and women in the community, that would be, that would be great. 
what does your subscription model look like? How can people support? So they can go online and it's a bi-monthly publication and we have two different options. One is our all-inclusive subscription and that just kind of gives, you get the print version, um, you get access to the digital version and we do giveaways with the advertisers um, that we do get in our issue whether it's gift cards or products from their location and mm -hmm. our all-inclusive subscribers are um, entered every month for those. And then any future events that we have, um, and I think Jocelyn had mentioned before, our anniversary event, our all-inclusive subscribers will get to purchase their tickets before anyone else, just because it would be limited in space. And then the other option is just if you just want the magazine, you don't care about, you know, winning a gift card or need the digital version or you're not a social butterfly. So you don't really want to you know, go out and network. Um, it's $12 every other month. And uh, those are the two main ways to subscribe. Um, or if they just want to purchase the magazine, we are we have our magazines at the market at Ridgely. I hope I said that right. <laughs> That's yeah, our so. first, okay. Um, our first local business that we're in and we're hoping to be in more this coming new year. Uh, that's kind of our goal because we do get a lot of women asking, like I didn't subscribe, where can I purchase your magazine? And we don't have a an office or a location where they can come. So. We're trying to partner with local businesses that women frequent um, and have our magazines available there. But we also do pop-up events, which that was kind of really important to me when we started just because I wanted us to be able to get out there and talk to these women uh, in person and tell them like who we are. Because again, you know, relying on our website and social media or just trusting that they're going to read everything that we put on their website, which they probably won't. Um, <laughs> you know, I felt like it was more impactful to see the women behind the magazine. So if they can come and see Jocelyn and I and like, oh, like you guys, like you are the ones that are putting this together. And, you know, if they have questions, they can come ask us or if they have suggestions, they can, you know, let us know like they have a future one to know or someone we should write about or business that we should cover or anything like that and just be available um, to the community in that way. So pop-up events, but you can find us um, on our Instagram page at One to Know Magazine or Facebook. We always try to post any pop-up events that we're gonna be a part of. So you can always purchase our magazines there. Cool. What about you, Jocelyn? What's one thing you want our listeners to know? Oh, um, gosh, mainly just, to remember that this is not for a profit, this is for them. And then I think for me, it's um, to take a risk, to take those risks for things that that you love um, and do what you love. We're meant to enjoy and love life. And I feel like the risks are sometimes the only way that we can do that. And Adrian took a big courageous risk in launching this magazine mm -hmm. and um, and I'm taking a risk leaving my job to participate in this full time. And, and it's been worth every minute. So just do what you love and 
um, don't listen to the people who doubt you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that um, st- starts to answer my next question, which was, you know, for anyone out there who's listening and they've got a dream and they can't leave their full-time job just yet, maybe like what, I, what advice would you give them? You know, what, there's something burning in their hearts. What should they do? Hustle. <laughs> work, work, work. that's what we do I mean what... <laughs> and it's okay to baby steps I mean don't think you know you have to jump in you have a project and you need it done like I don't know set set a realistic goal because I felt like when I started I had the idea and I'm like okay end of year I'm gonna have this magazine but not thinking of everything else that kind of went into it <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know it's not just designing it's you know the business part and the writing part and everything that um whatever it takes to actually have a business um just doing the research and taking my time then I finally slowed down stepped back and like okay if I really want this to happen like what steps do I really need to take how can I really achieve this goal like and I really kind of made like a list. Okay, this is what I need to get done. And when I got done, okay, this is the next thing that I need to do. Okay, then finally I hit a wall where I was like, okay, now I'm done. I've done everything I can do to get me to where I need to be. And the next step was finding the editorial team and that that part. And that's where I had to really get out of my comfort zone and reach out and ask for help which I never, like, I'm the type of person, and I don't know if it's just my background, my cultural background or what it is, but <laughs> I feel like I can, like, I don't need anybody's help. I can do it. Like, I can get this done. I know I can do it. I, I've done all this already. Like, why can't, you know, I can finish it out. But I finally had to realize, like, no, it's okay to ask for help. That doesn't mean that you <laughs> failed or you're not, you know, you weren't meant to, you know, pursue this dream. It just means, you need help on, you know, the next thing, you know, what you have to do, you just need help with it. And it took a simple text to lead me to Jocelyn. So it all worked out. And Mm. I would have never (laughs) done that uh, in previous years, because I was stubborn. Um, But yeah, I just, there's no shame in reaching out and asking for help when you're, you're stuck. I love that Adrian. Cause that's where I, I didn't learn that until like two years ago either. Like I was like, it was, I don't know if it was like, it's a cultural thing or if it's my family, but it was like, you do not ask for help. You just figure mm-hmm. it out on your own mm-hmm. and it's a weakness or something. But I had to go through quite a bit of therapy a few years ago and some life, hard life situations I was enduring. And that was the main thing they drilled into me was like, you've got to learn how to ask for help. And now mm-hmm. I do every single day and it's, it's okay. And so people can say no. People can say yes, you know, I don't need to worry about that, but people usually are willing to help when they want to, you know, Absolutely. especially if it's, if it's for a good cause. Yeah, if you're right, that's the right person, they, people love to help. People love to yeah. be helpful usually. Yeah, there's the occasional jerk, you know, but that's okay. <laughs> that's on them, not yeah. you. <laughs> I can still ask. Yeah. <laughs> Well, ladies, um, thank you so much for coming on today. I know you're both balancing a lot right now and we are so excited for you. Um, before you go, will you please let everyone where we can find the magazine again, um, what your website and your social handles? Yeah, so our website is one to know magazine.com. 
and both our Facebook and Instagram handles are at One to Know Magazine. So you can find all the information you need. We always post any, like I said, any events that upcoming events that we're a part of or just anything new to share. And hopefully soon, I'm going to calling Central Market next week. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully we'll have- <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> there. Can't see it. Can imagine them saying no. I cannot imagine them saying no after they see it. <laughs> right. <laughs> My next to-do list. Well, good, break a leg. Good luck. It's, it's beautiful. Congratulations. Thank you so much for being here today. We are rooting for you. Absolutely. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you all. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to The Creative Suite. Do you have a question for us? Email hello at thecreativesweetpod.com or slide into our DMs over at The Creative Suite Pod and we'll answer it on a future episode. I'm Nicole. And I'm Lauren. Now go out there and chase your dreams creatively. <laughs>